Ooh, welcome. Step right in. Take a look around. I promise that no matter who you are, we've got something here for you. Think of any creature, any companion, any friend. We've got it. It's our business to provide to you our valued customer. Anything that you could possibly think of. Anything at all. So, think real hard. Because we've got all that and more here at Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. There we go. I'm recording this time. <laughs> People will never know the great um, intro minute jam sesh of episode 93. Yeah, see, the thing was, like, you, you know that there's that song um, by Tenacious D called Tribute? Yeah. That it's a song about how they made <laughs> the best song in the world, but the problem is they can't remember it now. Yeah, and they didn't hit record. And, well, yeah, they didn't hit, yeah, they just, you know, like, it's lost to them, and so all I can think about is how good this song was. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the best podcast opening that has ever happened, um, mm-hmm. but now it's... It, if you make the bed the best podcast opening in the world in in a forest and no one's around... To, to hit hear record. it, is it the it, to hit record? Is it, is it the best? This isn't the best podcast intro in the world. This is just this a is just a tribute. Yeah. Hi everyone, <laughs> welcome to another episode of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal <laughs> Pet Shop. For real this time, my name is Griffin. My name is Zach, and as you can hear, I remembered to hit the record button this time. Hooray! Did I, uh, let me just really make sure. Make sure I hit. Yes, I did hit. The okay, button, we're both so. recording this, uh, this awesome. episode, and we're doing you know, great. We're <laughs> good start this time. Uh, but yeah, we're back. We're ready to do another episode. We're excited. Uh, yeah. But you know what? I'm even more excited for Griffin. Mm. Is that I've got another rendition of (gasps) Pet News. Pet Pet News. An acoustic camera shows joining the right boy band boosts a frog sex appeal. Uh, Well, the fuck up. Wait, wait, wait. I know. It's a journey. Wait, wait, wait. One more again. I need that one one more time. An acoustic camera shows yeah. joining the right boy band boosts the frog's sex appeal. Boosts it to who? I don't know. That's that, that's why we're going to read on here. Because if I end up in the right boy band, does that mean that I find frogs hotter? I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, uh, the the like the tagline here says serenading with like voices may help male uh, wood frogs woo females into their pool. Holy so I'm assuming shit. that frogs okay. sort of joining in a chorus of male voices, <laughs> thus increase their sex appeal. Much like you know uh, young men in the late 90s, early 2000s, mm. you know when they joined their voices together, they their sex appeal. The sounds are making the frogs gay. Yeah. You know that bit? No. Alex Jones, um, horrible right-wing shill. Uh, oh, that a famous guy. bit about how something in the water is making all the frogs gay. Oh, nice. Yeah. Good but for those frogs. The, yeah, they're finding, their, they're finding themselves. Yeah. Uh, so this is um, from sciencenews.org, written by Susan Milius. And this came to us uh, May 31st. Loud sounds matter in both car design and frog flirting. (laughs) So New Hampshire biologists logged an acoustic camera used by car designers to springtime frog baiting pools to explore female preferences. Oh, my God. Now researchers suspect that a male's chances of becoming a dad depend in part on which pool's boy band he belongs to. Okay. Okay. Hey, oh, you know I I can I see what you're doing. We humans can name our own examples of ho hum guys getting an allure boost from membership in the right group, says evolutionary biologist Ryan Kalspeak of ho Dartmouth hum College. Boys. Ho hum, yes. If Ringo Starr hadn't been a beetle, he muses. Which is mean. <laughs> Be nice to Ringo. <laughs> oh my god. So Okay. Essentially, was, yeah, yeah. it's looking at the evidence that when when you know you're surrounded by the right males and you yeah. kind of you know, hitting similarly, then yeah. yeah. I ha- I was painting this image in my head of like like frog, uh, you know, n- neighborhoods 
near boy band musical venues like for humans and after a concert like all the frogs just got really horny something in the in the boy band's music really spikes yeah. that, fro- that frog the, libido. one direction's making the frogs gay thank you alex jones bts is making all the frogs gay Again, good for the frogs. Good um, for the frogs. But he, yeah, he, here we are. Hey, frogs! Uh, if you're out there and you're listening, yeah, hook up with your buddies and. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, hook up with your buddies, but also hook up with your buddies. Wink. Yeah. yeah. Alex, show Alex Jones who's boss. <laughs> <laughs> go have gay frog sex in front of Alex Jones's place. Yeah, that'd be great. Be like, yeah, I guess you're right, bud. Alrighty. Um, any hoozle. We have that was that was a great it. that was a great little uh, edition of bad news. It gets more like like jowly every time I do it. folks, welcome back to Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. If you've never listened to this show before, welcome. You've got ninety two other episodes you can listen to. If you want. If you want to. But this is a show where we talk about creatures from TTRPGs, by and large, and how good of pets they'd make in the real world. Or who in the fantasy world they'd be good pets for. Or, you know, where they would be good in maybe industries that, you know, they haven't tried before. Or maybe if they just wouldn't be good pets anywhere. Yeah, that happens fairly often. Anywho, uh, everything we're looking at today is coming from Cobalt Press's Tomo Beast 2. Two. Two. <laughs> what is that? Why is the Basie 2 a thing that I know? Oh, um, Quiplash. Two. Qui- <laughs> okay, thank you. That doesn't need to be in the episode. I just like, why is that yeah, in particular what, familiar? Do, 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 Quiplash. Two. Two. God damn it. Uh, yeah, Tell Me Sue. It's a great book. We've done a number oh. of Cobalt Press episodes before uh, with their uh, uh, two volumes of Tome of Beasts, and they're bangers every time. Yeah, for real, though, like like peeling back the curtain, we opened up this book to find out what we were going to talk about today, and I got stuck in the A's for a good 30, <laughs> like 30 minutes of just perusing things. Um, just kind of back to back. It's bangers from from start to fin. So all like, killer, no filler. All killer, no filler. By all means, check it out. Cobalt Press. Why don't you come hang out? Hey, hit us up. Hey, uh, up first on the docket, we have the Sarsayuk. Yeah? That's a strong name. Sarsayuk. Strong name for a strong start. What we got here? This is a mega fireball. I love the delivery of that. So <laughs> it's it's a it looks like a bull, you know, like a big male mm-hmm. cow steer. Yeah. Uh it's not made of fire, though it looks like... I mean, its head's kind of on fire. Yeah. But its body looks like... You know when you heat up metal and it gets like that mm-hmm. reddy, orangey, yeah. hot? It looks that like its body hot. is like that color. It's 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 also gigantic. It looks like almost... Like its body is like swollen almost. Yeah, it's real big. It's a fucking beefy boy. It, 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 it feels like that if you would pop this thing, like a pinata, just magma would come spewing out. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's kind of what it looked like. It's got the four big stompy hooves. It's got four super, actually uh, six horns, it looks like. I don't see where um, the other two are. They're oh, like they're on, around, the, on the underside, yeah. Yeah, there's two little ones kind of coming out the like side near the ears, and then a huge set, uh, paired set coming off the top in each direction. Uh, one kind of going up and one kind of curling way out. Uh, and it looks like it's... Either just had like some jello and some of it is like dripping out of its mouth, or its saliva is also red hot. Yeah. Maybe that's the magma. It's just, yeah. it, it's just, it's snot and saliva is just lava. Ooh, lava snot. <laughs> uh, let's read. This huge six horned bull like creature possesses a mane of writhing flames and shimmering metal skin. Oh. Ooh. Uh, it's the creation of the gods. All Sarsak descend from Hadhoyash. Had Hadhoyash. Had, had, had Hadhoyash. Sarsak from Hadhoyash. 
uh, a mighty celestial ox said to have been present at the creation of humanity. Interesting. Scholars speculate the union of domestic or wild oxen with Hadayosh produced the first Sarasayok. Uh They uh, dwell in areas of great heat and fire, such as volcanoes or other geologically active regions. In addition to consuming flora, they are also known to drink liquid magma or graze on obsidian, pumice, or other volcanic rock. All right. Mm. And they are peaceful horrors, Zach. Though of great size and strength, Sarsayox are peaceful herbivores, similar in demeanor to wild oxen. Um, uh, when threatened, an entire herd attacks until the threat has ended. Whew. Uh, Sarsayox are huge monstrosities. They have a 17 armor class with 136 hit points and a 40-foot speed. They are quite strong, quite const- constituted, as you would expect a gigantic bull to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a plus four to perception, vulnerable to cold damage, which makes sense, but resistant to piercing damage. And then they're fully immune to fire and poison and the poisoned condition. They have dark vision. And yeah. Huh. They seem cool as hell. They are. They're very, they're very, they're huge, which is all, like, mm. I think we're grasping, like bulls themselves are already really big. These are like rhino sized. Yeah. I mean, bigger than that, right? Because a rhino would be like a large creature. This is like. Oh, I guess. Like a fucking whale yeah. size. <laughs> Bull. They have a charge ability, which means they can do more damage and knock you down. They have divine horns. The Sarsayox gore attack is magical. In addition, its gore attack ignores the target's resistances to piercing or fire damage. Whoa. Yowza. And they have a heated body. Any creature that touches the Sarsayok or hits it with a melee attack within five feet takes 1d6 fire damage when they do. Damn, dude. And then with their multi-attack, they can make one gore and one hoof attack. Uh, both are plus eight to hit. Uh, the gore deals 3d8 plus five piercing and 1d6 fire. And the hooves deal 2d6 plus 5 bludgeoning and 1d6 fire. And they have a recharge ability on a 5 or a 6 called Immolating Purge. Oh, no. Oh, God. The Sarsayok spews burning blood in a 30-foot cone. Each creature in the area must make a DC 15 dexterity save or take 6d6 fire damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. So they've basically got a breath weapon. Yeah. But it's a blood weapon. Yeah, dude. Like, for things that are really peaceful, since a CR7, like, yeah. this thing will you, fuck you up. You, <laughs> you just leave it be. Just live and let live. Damn, dude. So the, like, is that, does it just have a nosebleed in the picture then? Yeah, I think it's just bleeding from, <laughs> someone punched it. And yeah. it's like, oh, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and then it lights on fire. Um, right off the bat, this would be like a great pal for like a smith. Yeah. 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 It's just like, oh, I got to heat the forge. It's just one second. You know, put the hoof over one of its nostril. (laughs) 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 Or just like, just farts on it. Yeah. (laughs) Because its body is super heated. Yeah. You could, like, maybe if it was, like, super chill and as long as it wouldn't harm the creature, you could, like, you know, like, you know, sharpen some, like, tools on its hide or, like, yeah. use it. Like, it's like, oh, my anvil broke. And the Sarsalak lays down. It's like, I got you. Don't worry. Just use my rump. Got to love your, your, your buddy's rump for... Your it, buddy. <laughs> you just got to pound it, pound it out on your buddy's rump sometimes. Yeah, you got to pound those commissions out on your buddy's rump. Yeah. <laughs> Because you got to get your work done, you know? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Like fire giants. Mm-hmm. Natural fit. Oh, definitely. I think. Um, perhaps that's a, a perhaps that's perfect a, fit. Yeah. Uh, you're more mountainous dragons. Yeah. Genasi of mm-hmm. a certain, you know. Of certain persuasions. Um, Genasi um, Sarsayok Ranch. Oh, there you go. Because <laughs> they're, if are they fully immune to fire damage or just like resistant? Genasi? Yeah. 
Uh, I think it's like fire dressing. Okay. So yeah. I was going to say, you could like ride one of these things if it wouldn't yeah. hurt you. Yeah, no. Although taking like 1d6 of fire damage halved every round, like you could do it. It's short distances. Yeah, you could make that happen. You're taking <laughs> at most three damage around. Yeah. You'll be fine. It's possible. Hey, Get a pinch to, for a big dramatic cor- moment. To the corner store if you need to. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I was thinking more like last ditch charge into a battle, but yeah, like if you just you that know, as you well. Really, if you hey, just really need a Slurpee. Yeah, if you really need some fucking Doritos, like you know, it's, it'll get you there. You're you're a little you're a little high. I don't want to walk. Like Sarsayak, it'll get you there. <laughs> now these things are super cool. Um, I, th- I think honestly, good pet. I think good pet. They're they're intrinsically peaceful. They're herbivores. They also like. I like the idea that they can eat rocks and drink magma. Yeah, uh, like because that opens up a lot of environments that mm-hmm. you couldn't normally live in with a pet without just a huge amount of additional like resource yeah, costs. Definitely. Like you don't even need to be near an active volcano. You could be, you know, on uh, near an inactive site. There's so much stone there that it can oh, it's all over the place. Munch a crunch on. And at the end of the day, it's still an herbivore. So like, yeah. It might. Do you think they prefer to be in herds? Because I imagine they're kind of like intrinsically like herd animals. It's like, yeah, you'd think so. Well, yeah. Do bulls normally hang out in herds? I know like hmm. like regular cows would. Like wildly? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, despite our, despite our, our uh, fondness for these things, we're not great zoologists. You we're I. not. We're really not. I'm going to say Sarasayak bond for life. Okay. And because uh, they understand the meaning and value of true love. Oh, um, could oh, is there <laughs> is there is there like a you know obviously like you can milk a cow yeah do we do you what can you can you milk a sarsac well I get well because like bulls are male yeah well this Usually. this is a this is a bull a bull like creature. Well yes yeah, so this is what I would think males and females if, if you were Smith if there was a female you milk it. Okay, you milk it right into a crucible. You take the crucible <laughs> over, you pour it out, and you make a dagger. Does it? Oh, you're saying it like it? You like molten metal is what it? Yeah, you milk molten metal out of it, out of its teats. Yeah, that's what the young would eat, probably. Right? <laughs> that's so. It's good. full of iron. That's so good. <laughs> Yo, that's actually like that's iron that's carbon. That, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so fucking good. Zinc, yeah, zinc. Oh, You've got all your all your all minerals your nutrients, are covered. Yeah, all your mineral, your, <laughs> your minerals, your nutrients, they're all in there. And then you know what? If you need to make a nice long sword, yeah, you just and then whoosh, and there you go. Brilliant! I love you don't even this. need to, to to do the whole process of you know, breaking down the ore and refining it and melting it down. It's already it, melted, baby. It, it already comes out melted, baby. You Pretty you feed you, you feed the ore to the oh, to the, yes. the sarsayak, and yes. then you just milk out the, the metal. <laughs> oh yes! All right, eat up, Francesca. Go but, yeah, on. no, for real, the blacksmith's best friend, right there. <laughs> You crunch on that corundum, and we'll get some nice daggers made. <laughs> That's right, darling. Ah, shit. Let me get my oven mitts. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> the smith comes out like fucking Napoleon Dynamite. Tina, come get some ham. <laughs> Tina, your ore calcum. I've got it right here. Fuck. God. Eat. Eat the ore. <laughs> Eat the ore. <laughs> This is very good. I love these guys. Oh, another sick nasty. Do we have anything else that we need to talk about with our our, our dear friends, the Sarsayak? No, I think they're good. Treat them right. Uh, consider a pair. Great for Smiths. Yeah, uh, consider them right, or they will beat your ass. Like mountainous ranchers. Yeah, like yeah. Ten out of ten. Great pet. I just found myself like. Wait, what's great about doing this show, Griff, is that I often mm. like if I ever run like D and D again, like I've got just so much shit. Oh, yeah, dude. That I can use. Um, Sarsayak, they're on the list right now. For sure, for sure. Just like the little world building things of like, Mm -hmm. it's like, that's that's great grounds for like making a magic sword. It's fair. 
Very fair. Or I like art my, objects. My brain went to like a sad poaching plot line. Oh, sure. Because like if their skin's metal, like like people be like, oh, I could use that for stuff. You probably could make some really sick armor out of Sarsayakhide. Like, yeah. Like super lightweight, but flexible. Like, yeah, but like really strong, really yeah. good, like strength to weight ratio. Mm-hmm. Damn. Maybe you can shear them. Maybe they like. Maybe they molt. It's their skin. They don't molt their skin. They're shut not. Shut up. Rep- Moving on. <laughs> shut, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> All right. Up next, we have the Anzu. 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 So, like, I'm trying to find the best way to describe this thing because, like, it's like definitely burb. It's 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 100 percent bird. Well, it's burb, but like it's kind of got like some furred sections, and like look at his hands, like they're like paws almost. Hey, Zach, this thing kind of looks like a fucked up griffin. It kind of looks like a fucked up griffin. I don't take too kindly to that. Well, what, well, hey, you know what? Before you call it fucked up, why don't we read more about it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah, like he said, uh, big, you know, uh, big burb body. Um, yeah, big, big old wings. Let us it's read. It's got on. like a kind of a muscular torso. It does. It's kind of jacked. A giant raptor roars out its fury in spouts of fire and scalding water while lightning crackles through its feathers. All right. So the territorial. Okay. And you are fierce and territorial predators, claiming ranges along the edges of deserts, wild grasslands, or high mountains. Extremely long-lived, they mate for life, producing two or three eggs every decade. Okay. And they are—they have an elemental birthright, offspring of a wind god or primordial wind spirit. Anzu are the personification of the south wind, lightning, and the driving monsoon. It's pretty fucking cool. Interesting. Uniquely tied to the element of fire, water, and wind, they react poorly to weather-altering magic. So let's see here. So we got a large monstrosity. Yeah. Neutral alignment. Armor class 16, 152 hit points. It's got an 80 fly speed and a 40 ground speed. Oh, so it runs like a like a like an ostrich. Well, it, it, no, because it's it's got like kind of like the you know it's it's sort of got like the the wings like attached to the arms. Yeah. So I don't know if just like the feathers tuck back and it like all fours it. You know, like how in Witcher, like, yeah, like the, how the griffins are like. They've they've got that they kind have, of like, the wider set up. Yeah, they have four limbs, mm-hmm. um, which is to say F O R E limbs. Yeah, I mean the total. They also have four limbs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but on their on the four limbs they have the wings attached. Yeah. yeah. So I because you can see the paws. Yeah. And the wings sort of f- uh, uh, flaring off of the back of the arm there. So yeah, I think that it just gets down on all fours and fucking yeah. runs. But they have distinctly, like, bird talon back limbs. Yeah. And even the big, like, feather plumage tail out the back. Mm-hmm. They're, and the face is, like, almost like a... I, want, I almost want to say, like, a wolverine. Well, yeah, it's kind of like... The, it's weird, because, like, it's like the top... Like, where, like, the eyes, the forehead, the ears sit. Like, it's very, like, vulpine or, like, like kind of wolverine. But yeah. then, like, instead of, like, the snout that it would have, it has a beak. Yeah. Also a beak I mean? with teeth, which you don't yeah, usually see. Yeah, a beak see. with teeth. A teeth beak. A teeth beak. <laughs> uh, let's keep reading here. Yeah. Um, it's got 20 strength. Dang. So it's fucking strong. Uh, really good perception, resistant to fire and lightning. Dark vision out to 90. Really good passive. Uh, no, it knows common and primordial. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Uh, it's got keen sight, uh, multi-attack. It makes three attacks, one with its bite and two with its talons. It's bite 2d8 plus 5 plus 2d6 lightning. Ooh. Talons 2d6 plus 5 slashing. And then it's got a breath weapon. Fuck. Whoa. The Anzu uses one of the following breath weapons. So it's got fire breath and water breath. Whoa. So exiles a 60-foot cone. A fire, you have to make a deck save or take 10d8 fire. That's pretty chunky. 
And then the water, it's a wave 60-foot cone. Um, or it's 11d6 bludgeoning damage, and you're pushed 30 feet and knocked prone. Holy shit. That's so much. And then it has lightning relocation. The Anzu teleports up to 60 feet to an unoccupied space it can see. When it does, it briefly transforms into a bolt of lightning, flashes upward, then crashes down unharmed at its destination. Ah! Each creature within five feet of the Anzu's starting location or destination must succeed on a DC 16 saving throw or take 46 lightning damage. Holy shit, that's cool. Damn, dude. They're just, they're stormbirds. They're big stormbirds, dude. Fuck. Like, oh, you can, I can see the lightning crackling around the wings now. Yeah. Holy this fuck. This thing's got a lot going on. Fire breath, water, water breath, breath lightning. lightning teleportation. It's got a zappy beak. It's got a big zappy beak. Like, <laughs> this thing's kind of intense. It's a CR9. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This will fuck that was my, you up. That was my favorite mobile game when I was in high school. Everyone Zappy else Beak. was playing Flappy Bird. I was playing Zappy, Zappy Beak. Beak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really good. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. All right. Okay. What we got here? All right. No more goofs. Uh, serious takers only. Um, Man, I just can't stop thinking that, like, <sighs> Griffins got did so dirty in the Monster Manual. They did. And I get it. It's like, oh, we need to keep them tame so that people can ride them and feel cool. Yeah. But, like, we're more than that, damn it. Well, it's like Wyverns, like, at least have, like, a cool, like, stingy tail. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? The main quality of Griffins in the Monster Manual is that we eat horses. <laughs> I've never eaten a horse in my whole damn life. Are you sure about that? Yes. But, like, are you sure about that? Yes. Griffin? I could, I could have, what? I need you to look at me honestly. Have yeah. you eaten a horse? Zach? I have never eaten a fucking horse. <laughs> <laughs> Let me do it here, Zach. I'm going to look you in the fucking eye with the camera. Hey, Zach. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they kind of. And I could have had water breath. You could have had water. This they they really went. Uh, th- this was um, the opposite of our. Uh, but what if it wasn't? But what if it did? <laughs> what if it was? <laughs> uh, and like, what if a griffin fucked? Yeah. And that's what we got here. It's a. It's a. Yeah. A, a griffin had sex with a storm cloud. Uh, and, and this Anzu motherfucker was born. Was born. Yeah. <laughs> this is what happens when you evolve a griffin using a lightning stone. That, there you go. All right, we got this. <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Pokemon recently, so. Okay. Uh, um, good pet. Good. I, well, eh, eh. situationally good pet. Situationally, it could be a cool, a g- cool pet. Yes. Good pet. Eh, this cool is pet? what, like, you know, like. Level 14 paladins or whatever can get fine greater steed and ride a griffin and whatnot. This is like whatever the step above fine greater steed is. It's find like. That's like when you get like a like a familiar and uh, and a steed in one because mm-hmm. um, this bitch will talk to you. Yeah, it's like find greater steed plus conjure elemental. There you are. That's yeah. exactly what this is. This is what like. It's like, oh, we're past level 20. This is what a level 25 paladin right, rides. rides around on, yeah. Yeah. This is like, Fuck, you know, dude. world like world rescue, like godlike champion kind yes. of levels of shit. Yes. That's exactly what this is. Fuck. Good good pet for like elementals? Maybe. Yeah. Probably, yeah. I could uh, imagine some sort of like fucking gin like but I come my storm bird. Yeah, okay. And it speaks primordial, so I think those two can speak yeah, together. Yeah. That was, I don't know what primordial that was, but like it was pretty good. It was Terran. Oh, cool. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't speak, you know. 
I only know, I only know how I we we had that DAO client last year, so like gotcha. I, I have like a couple words that I still remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mostly just know knew how to say like hello. It's so nice to meet you. Um, I prostrate myself before you. Would you want to get some coffee sometime? Yeah. Do we have a deal? I love your shoes. You know. Where's the bathroom? <laughs> All that good stuff. Uh, <laughs> One beer, please. <laughs> I know. Listen, I know how to ask for a beer in every language, including all of the fictitious D and D ones. All right, German, go. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you're gonna flex, be ready to flex. I, gonna, I thought you were gonna throw me like, all right, do it in Elven dipshit, and I was gonna make something up. I can't do real ones, Zach. You know this. <laughs> Fuck you. I, you thought I was gonna throw you an easy one, but I threw you under the bus anyway. See, like, I wouldn't be surprised if you knew how to say that in German, though. Like, I, I wouldn't have been surprised at all. So, like, that I mean, was, like, I, mean, I, was like, I was like, Griffin would. would I mean, could, I'm pretty could, sure if I think about it, I'm pretty sure beer is just beer and please is bitter. Yeah. Um, and one's probably like, I don't know, it's, it's ein, right? Ein, yeah. Ein, so it's like ein, ein beer bitter or something like that. Wow. To Google Translate. All right. We'll figure it out on the, on the ad break. Uh, we're going on ad break. All right, bye, everybody. Ad, ad break. <laughs> Hi, I'm Shifty Mercutio, owner and operator of Shifty Mercutio's pre-certified components and discount Arcana Warehouse and Layaway, your one-stop shop for all your discount spell component and arcane item needs. We understand the best spells cost an arm and a leg, but Shifty Mercutio's, they only cost a finger. That's <laughs> just kidding. Sorta. Of. Anyway, our shelves are stuffed to the brim with a premier line of locally resourced spell components, gently used magical foci, and a bunch of dusty books. What's in them? I don't know. Only one way to find out. You sword swingers tired of reaching for that rinky-dink crossbow every time something with wings shows up? Well, that's where I, Shifty Mercutio, come in. Every magical what's it in the shop will work almost every time. What? You don't take me, Shifty Mercutio, at my word? Well, then take it from some of these savvy shoppers who definitely didn't get duped. My party's fighter now has to spend even longer waiting for resurrection. Thanks to Shifty Mercutio's knockoff diamonds. Never shopping here again. I thought I shook a great deal with this wand that was said to have been found on the body of a great wizard. The proprietor neglected to say that the wizard was still alive. I'm now down one wand and 100 gold. Fuck directly off. I went in to buy a component pouch for spells. The pouch was just full of weed. Three out of five. Brings tears to the eye. So, if you're in the market for half the spell components you need at half the price, come on down to Shifty Mercutio's pre-certified components and discount Arcana Warehouse and Layaway. Shifty Mercutio's. You get what you get? Don't throw a fit. Hey, Griff. Yeah, bud. It's Ein Bier, bitte. All right. See, you knew it all along. All right. I just had to think of it. I, 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 look, I know I, 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 I zagged on you, but you knew it. Okay. Just don't, just don't ask me again, <laughs> because I, I know, I know. Realistically, I know that, and I know, I know it in Spanish. Um. Yeah, I mainly I, know it in Spanish, not because I took Spanish for a number of years, but because of the Furious Little Yes. por favor. Passport, passport. Yes. If you haven't watched the uh, Fierce Little Cinnamon Bun, you can look it up on YouTube. It's very good. Highly recommend. Um, anyway, that, is a, the podcast? That, is a, that is a cornerstone in our friend group. It, yeah. it really is. It really is. On with the podcast. On with the podcast. If you were wondering what it was, Zach, in Elvish, it was... Yeah, you have to really... There's a lot of consonants. Yeah. Uh, up next, we've got the Rune Swarm. Uh, this is a uh, swarm of runes. Interesting. 
kind of smoky, like a green, green and yellow smoke. Mm-hmm. Some of that smoke forms, forms into the shape of runes. It says it's a cloud of inky runes that churn as some of the markings illuminate briefly. Runes oh. that have gone unused for years or those created on ley lines sometimes gain a modicum of sentience and coalesce into a gestalt known as a rune swarm. The mix of runes flits about in random directions and remains inert except when it encounters living beings. Rune swarms trigger their runes randomly, but the runes creating an effect light up moments before the swarms invoke the runes, giving canny observers the chance to prepare for the rune swarms effect. Now, this is one of those that has a cool, uh, it has one of those cool swarm effects. So it mm-hmm. is a large swarm of tiny constructs. Huh. It has a, an AC of 15 and 150 hit points. Okay. So it's a big swarm. They have a 60-foot fly speed. No other speed because they're smoke. Yeah, smoking letters. (laughs) Uh, Maxed out on dexterity and charisma. Weirdly enough, I'm, I'm. I don't know. We'll find out why. I hope. (laughs) But they don't speak any languages, so I don't know how far that charisma is really going to get them. They're just very scintillating and appealing to look at. Yeah, I want to see in the in a movie. Where like someone comes, it's like something's coming. I don't know what it is. It's all smoke and letters. It's like, don't you mean smoke and mirrors? No, smoke letters. letters. <laughs> oh man, they have resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage. Uh, immunities to what seems like every condition. There's smoke and letters. Yeah. So, <laughs> immune, sublime, charm, deafened, exhaustion, frightened, grappled, paralyzed, petrified, frozen, frozened, po- pr- poisoned, prone, <laughs> restrained, and stunned. Blind sight of 60 feet. They are blind beyond this radius. And they are CR 10. Interesting. They have advantage on saving throws against spells and other magic effects. They are a swarm, so they can occupy other creatures' spaces and vice versa. And they can move through any opening large enough for a tiny creature to go through. They can't regain HP or gain temporary HP. Hmm. They have two cutting rune attacks they can do or use an ability called rune cast. The cutting runes, uh, it does, it's plus 11 to hit. It's a reach of zero. Uh, so they have to be occupying the same space mm-hmm. as a creature to use it. And it deals 6d4 slashing damage or 3d4 slashing damage if the swarm has uh, half HP or lower. Um, I want to highlight, because you had said that they could make the cutting runes or they could do rune cast. It says that oh, they, they can use both. rune cast and then they cut them up with their runes. Point of clarification. Thank you. That makes it a little scarier. Yes. Uh, this is where it gets wild. The rune cast ability. The runes swirling within the swarm form into the shape of a random rune, causing one of the following magical effects, and you roll a d6 to determine the random effect. Now, this has a bunch of names of fancy runes, like Algiz and Rado and Tawaz. <laughs> Tawaz. <laughs> We're just going to kind of breeze through these because there's a lot here. Um, on a one, the Algiz rune, the rune swarm magically calls upon 2d4 elk, or one Megaloceros, whatever that is. A dinosaur. Nice. The called creatures arrive on initiative count 20 and defend the rune swarm. They last for a minute or until the rune swarm dies. On a two, the Dagaz rune, the rune swarm emits a burst of blinding lights. Creatures in a 20, within 20 feet of the swarm must succeed on a DC 16 con save or be blinded. Uh, a three on a, a three roll. There is two options. There's, it says Ehuaz uh, and Rado. A random willing target within twenty feet of the rune swarm gains the benefits of the expeditious retreat and freedom of movement spells for one minute. So could it give that to someone that it's opposing? It says a willing creature. So like, if it's like. I was like, yeah, you're going to give me some uh, some shit to help fuck you up? Yeah, I'll take it. Like, Or I could cast it on that dinosaur. Or I could cast it on that dinosaur. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, for rune number four, the Ingwaz, the random willing target within 20 feet of the rune swarm, receives a brief glimpse into the immediate future and gains advantage on its next roll. 
on a five, there's four different options here that basically uh, determine a type of damage. So fire, lightning, radiance, or cold. Creatures within 20 feet must succeed on a DC 16 dex save or take 4d6 of the given type of damage. And lastly, the Toaz rune. Rune swarm glows with baleful light. Each creature within 20 feet must succeed on a DC 16 wisdom saving throw or become frightened until the end of its next turn. Damn. So it's a bunch of smoking letters. Yeah. Ooh, this rune swarms mm. and rune magic section looks kind of cool. Sure, I'll read that real quick. Um, I'm sure, yeah, because I think Cobalt Press also has like some source books for mm-hmm. uh, like settings and subclasses and things like that. When a rune swarm is deswo- uh, destroyed, it dissolves save for one random rune. A creature can learn how to inscribe a rune of power for that type of rune if it possesses the rune knowledge feat. If a creature already has rune knowledge for the rune, it treats the rune as if it possessed the rune mastery feat. Uh, if it already has the rune mastery feat for the rune, instead reduces the time required to inscribe the rune by 50%. Cool. So they can leave behind runes of power to, that you can use later. That you can, like, you know, bring with you and get put onto stuff. Yes. Killer. From like a runechreit, perhaps. From a runechreit. A lot of fun words in this one. Yeah. You sounded almost like the uh, the Scotsman from that um, Samurai Jack episode. Oh, man. Well, the guy's like, ah, the mystical greens. <laughs> Is that the, the bridge when they're on the bridge? I only have the only time I can remember watching Samurai Jack for whatever reason is in a hotel room hmm. as a child. Because it was on TV. Probably. Gotcha. Well, Samurai Jack was pretty dope. Yeah. I remember being pretty cool. All right. Okay. So. I don't know if this one's a good pet, Zach. I don't think it's a good pet. Yeah. Because this... um, You wouldn't be able to keep it. Because it can like go through anything. And it would mm-hmm. just be gone. Um, you can't cuddle it. Can't cuddle it. It's not going to like teach you anything. Yeah. There's no like moral lessons to learn. Honestly, you know, like, I think this is just one of those cool phenomenon. You know, they, they're out there. They're in the world. Mm-hmm. They're doing their thing. And, like, you know, maybe you get graced enough to interact with it. Now, if you're able to, like, substitute sort of the runes within, you know, like, what it displays. Like, what if you could train it to, like, portray, like display your favorite reaction gifts? I was going to say meme swarm. <laughs> Meme swarm. Yeah, so yeah, swirling yes. around. You see a little bit. You see guys like sod it. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all those chickens. I'm in my mom's car, broom, broom, and they just swirl around. <laughs> Meme swarm. Now we're now we're fucking onto something. There, there we go. Uh, I'm fucking here for it. Because, like, have you ever have you ever Googled, you, you know in your head the reaction gif you're looking for, yeah. but you don't know, like, how to find what it's it. from? Right. Because, yeah. like, I'm pretty sure I sent you the other one the other day. The, the, the guy that's, like, tapping yeah. his head. And what I searched for was black guy good idea <laughs> gif. Yeah. <laughs> And I gotta say, it was the first thing that popped up. Hey, it got you. So I, so I aced it because um, <laughs> oh I don't God. know who that guy is. I don't know what like form of media. Yeah, that I have guy no idea what from, that's from. But he's like, you know, he looks at the camera and he taps his head like that was a good idea, wasn't it? And it's it's a super popular one. But I was like, <laughs> I don't know how to search for this aside from black guy good idea me gift. <laughs> uh, very good. Yeah, maybe. But with this. It could it could maybe know like it could read it the situation and be because like because they need I, this gift. I got you. <laughs> meme swarm. I'm here for the meme swarm. We're on or the, it. Or the rune swarm. Uh, the uh, uh, the uh, gifts gift. The swarm. gift swarm. Rune rune gift. See, uh, 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 we're gonna take a step from the podcast here. Can you <laughs> enlighten me? You're definitely a lot more um, internet savvy than I have ever been. Sure. What? Because, like, memes were, like, a specific thing, mm-hmm. you know, like... Top text, bottom text. Yeah, top text, bottom text. 
And now it seems as though meme just relates to anything on the internet. It feels can you, like can you clarify for me? It feels like the world has def- the, the the youngest the current the current Gen Z population has definitely redefined what a meme can be. Um, to me, it's always been something that is flexible, like something that can be used in either multiple scenarios or like. You know, the top because they started off as like themed things like, you know, you had like bad luck, Brian, like they were characters that you'd be like top text, bottom text. Yeah, my, fa- my face when blank. But like. Yeah, it's definitely it's, it's let's take this image, this screenshot, this thing from media and interpret that to hell and back well because i feel like you know like even like back when there was you know like when vine was big and like someone was just referencing a pot you know like a popular vine it's like oh yeah have you seen that meme and it's like it was that was like a that was like a video it's not according according to miriam webster okay a meme is an idea behavior style or usage that spreads from person to person within a culture that is very broad yes and see, I always thought it was interesting because um, the same spelling is, uh, I'm pretty sure it means same in French, huh? which I always thought was an interesting, like, I don't know if that's where it's derived from or anything, because you're using the same thing over and over again for different purposes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Internet's weird. Oh, it sure I is. Say, I say with my voice on the internet. Um, I mean, we're anyway. talking about fictitious animals. Here we are. Here we are. Meme swarm. Meme swarm. Are we ready to move on? I'm so ready. You're so ready. I'm honestly thrilled about what's about to happen. Okay. So what we've got next is the Achlut. Achlut? There's the KH. So it's either a silent H or it's a (laughs) Ch. Or it's an (laughs) So I'm choosing to say it's an Ach. It's a Ch. And then uh, L- L-U-T, loot. Yeah, and ach, loot. Uh, ach, loot. This um, is Jesus the... Christ. The thickest orca I've ever seen. This so, is an orca who fucks. fucks. Yes. Yeah. So, just think like an orca, mm-hmm. um, but give it just the beefiest like like if we we're like building trogdor like from from homestar <laughs> runner you just put a couple beefy arms and legs on it yeah and, these muscles your traps uh, on your shoulders tra- traps are the ones that like go from uh, your shoulder to your neck i think yeah what are these what did bruce lee have oh the like are the ones on the uh, like on the the yeah, like in the armpit your, area yeah oh god i don't know what those are called are those your delts those might be your delts sure bruce lee muscles Alright, I'm a little thrown off now. Possessing the body, head, and tail of a killer whale and the powerful legs of a huge wolf. Wait, what? The Achlute is the alpha predator of the polar landscape. Truly personifying the term sea wolf, these intelligent and resilient creatures travel freely between the land and sea in search of prey. Jesus. Achlutes are the masters of their domain. Though they have been seen across all the world's oceans and many of its coastlines, Achlutes are most comfortable in cold regions with easy access to the sea. Mm -hmm. Because their pods can reach almost a dozen members. Holy shit. (laughs) It's a lot. Uh, Anything is fair game uh, from reindeer and seals to mammoths and whales. The only beings powerful enough or foolhardy enough to evict a pod of Achlutes uh, from their territory are dragons and other Achlutes. I'm just picturing a white dragon fighting a bunch of orcas with legs. Yep. Be like, get the fuck out of here. Uh. Playful predators. Achlutes possess undeniable cunning and uh, inquisitiveness with no two pods using the same strategies to solve problems or hunt prey. Easily bored, 
Akhlut's crave stimulation and are known to follow ships and caravans for miles in hopes that someone might provide something new or exciting to experience. <laughs> they, can, they can be especially mischievous, freeing fish and game from traps uh, purely to hunt uh, the creatures oh themselves. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, hey, little buddy. You got yourself a little, little trap there. Don't <laughs> worry. I'll take care of you. Here's where it gets wild. Better start running. And and where we can easily answer the question about whether or not is good pet, dangerous Mm. steeds. All right. The Akhlut's natural power, intelligence, and versatility make them incredibly desirable mounts, but the effort to tame one of these creatures is dangerous and not to be taken lightly. Even Akhlut's who have been mounts for years are willful enough to assert themselves from time to time. With a great deal of patience and with a little luck, Akhlut's can become fiercely loyal and protective companions. Um, can I retcon these things into Scar's Vale? Please. Oh, my God. This would have been great for fucking uh, Mr. G's car- uh, character, Barrow uh, Brass Boulder, <laughs> yes. instead of his fucking cursed wooden seahorse mount. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you'd be nice to Driftwood. <laughs> ah! <laughs> fucking Driftwood, dude. Ah! Um, But holy shit, these guys are awesome. I want one so bad. Oh, man. So they're a large beast. They're on a line. 14 armor class, 120 hit points. Wow. 40 foot on land, 60 in the water. Uh, 20, uh, sorry, 19 strength. Um, fuck. They're good at perception and stealth, weirdly. Resistant to, resistant to cold. Blind sight out to 120 feet. Wow. Uh, it's because they have echolocation because it's oh, orca. Oh, that checks out. Is Orca, baby. So lots of that <laughs> sounds. That. That's pretty good. Fuck me. God damn it. Hey, they're similar. They're that same, like, really high-pitched, like, trilling sound. Yeah, okay. Which I reference in this upcoming episode of TSS. Check it out, everybody. <laughs> All right. Um, but, yeah, they got the echolocation. They can hold their breath for 30 minutes. Yeah, was a... Uh, they have keen hearing and smell. Hearing and smell is a big duo too. Yeah, that's like there's that covers a, like you got good eyes. You you mount's got everything else. Imagine your mount also having pack tactics. Oh God! Fuck, oh, dude! No. Uh, God, these guys are really cool. Uh, so pack tactics. So anything that you're fighting, your mount also uh, 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 has advantage on, um, <laughs> which is real big, uh, especially because it's got multi-attack. It makes two attacks, one with its bite, one with its tail slam. It can't make both attacks against the same creature. Its bite. Uh, plus seven to hit four d six plus four uh, piercing. Oh my god! And it's tail slams to plus seven to hit four d eight plus four bludgeoning. Oh my god! Could you imagine having the like? So I, I think we've referenced a few times on this show that yeah. my paladin having having a, a, a flying mount broke the game in many uh, situations could you imagine him instead having one that whooped this much ass (laughs) this thing beats so much ass god no like like i know it's badass and now i'm looking at its art again where it looks like it's like you know breaching from the water it's mouth wide open it's just like i'm gonna kill you Mount's agape. It looks like it's just screaming at you. Yeah, it's like, breaking through the ice to do so. It's like motherfucker. Like this thing, as if this thing was your paladin's mount, I would have allowed you to divine smite for the mount. Like, holy shit! Could man. you imagine the divine orca tail slap? I'm in love. Holy shit. We had talked about, uh, was it last time there was like a big seahorse thing that, well, you're like, this could be like a good Triton mount? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, we're talking about hippocamps. That's what it was. Yeah. Fuck that. This would be, <laughs> this would be a good. 
Hippocamps, hippocamps are the public transit. These are the fucking yeah, like that's the, the the whip, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. The, the hippocamps like the fucking Jetta. It's the Camry. This is the fucking Humvee of mm. underwater mounts. This is the tank. Like this, is, this this bitch just shows up and wrecks everything. You don't have to fucking do anything. Just hang on and hope you don't get flipped off. <laughs> oh my God. But like a good for Tritons. Good for what. Whatever the underwater elves are called. I always forget. I think Good they're f- just sea elves. Oh, okay. Good for fucking water genasi. All Good the creatures for- under the sea. All the creatures under the sea. Hit us up about some achlutes. And, well, um, actually, well, 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 actually, sort of. Because they can only hold their breath for 30 minutes. They can only hold their breath. But, like, that's still a fair amount of time. It is, but they couldn't live down there permanently. Not permanently, but like if you've got someone who's like popping back and forth, like yeah, 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 great like coastal region. Yeah, like a good coastal person, definitely. Mm-hmm. Someone pro- preferably amphibious, mm-hmm. so that when this thing is under water for thirty minutes, you don't die. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely a good like or- salvage mount. Ooh, like, yeah. you know how like they've got those things that, like it's like you, know, you you hold on to and it's got the little like the little uh, propeller thing that goes and, like it's like yeah. the underwater scooter thing. Instead, yeah, yeah, yeah. you just got this motherfucker <laughs> that dives down, you know, helps you go around like a shipwreck, pull some shit out because I mean, like it's beefy as fuck. Absolutely. And it helps you drag shit back. Now, there's a thing, yeah, there's a thing in Subnautica that I'm trying to remember that is one of those things. I'm trying to remember yeah. what it's called. Things are cool. Subnautica I've always wanted to try sure. one anyway. It's a sea glide. A sea glide. That's what it's called in the game. It's gotcha. a sea glide. But you just hold on and you just kind of pray. But this one, you just grab a dorsal fin and go for a ride. <laughs> and hope it doesn't get distracted. Do- yeah, it doesn't get distracted. Well, hey, you're, you're on an adventure. It's stimulated. Mm-hmm. You'd have to be some sort of adventurer or like, you know, like, you know, have to deal with like pirates and shit yeah. all the time. Like treasure life, hunter. Yeah. Life needs to be Ooh. sort of. Zach. What? Akhlut pirates. Oh, fuck. Oh, I'm 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 holding on to these as well, because I've been yes. planning like a big pirate game yes. for a long time. Yes. And. And ooh, there, there, there's got to be yes, some yes, yes, around. Yes, 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 yes. Fuck, I'm fuck, dude, out. fuck, fuck. Um, but yeah, good killer, big, good fucking pet. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> gotta watch out, but good pet. Gotta watch out, but great ass pet. Uh, but yeah, I think I think that does it, dude. I think that's it. So I think that's uh, it, Griff. So uh, yeah, well, with that, another episode comes to an end. Thanks, uh, thanks again, folks, for checking us out, coming, hanging out, listening to some shit about creatures that yeah. uh, we think are pretty fucking cool. Depending on how the next couple days go, because we're recording this pretty far out, mm-hmm. um, we either are just about to, to release or have just released. Our exclusive Patreon content for yes. uh, the month of June over on Ghostlight Media. Mm-hmm. So uh, head on over if you are uh, subscribed to that patron tier. Go on and check out that uh, content from us, your two favorite pet shop lads. Yeah. And if you want to check it out, including all of the previous exclusive content released under Ghostlight Media's Patreon, upgrade to that subscription tier and all of that will immediately unlock for you. Will become yours. And uh, obviously the, the money... Mo- that yeah. you're giving us yeah. makes our lives a lot better. So yeah. thanks. Thanks for that. Um, as per usual, if you enjoyed the show, you know, uh, maybe uh, check out all the other shows on the Ghostlight Media Network. They're all fantastic. We love the people that make them. So you should go love them too. Oh, that was really sweet. I know. <laughs> <laughs> And, of course, if you ever want us to talk about anything in particular on the show, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at Pet Shop Cast. Slide into our DMs. We'll be uh, happy to dedicate an entire episode to it. Absolutely. Um, I think that's everything. That's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. Well, all, hey, we is, love you all is, very much. Who is she and what did she write? All. She, she is Peggy and she wrote. Do you like me? Check yes or no. 
Anyway, I've been Zach. I've been Griffin. And just remember, folks, at the end of the day, it's all about love, baby. Check yes that you like us. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you all for listening to episode 93 of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a review or telling a friend about us. You can find us as part of the Ghostlight Media Network over at ghostlightmedia.net or on Twitter at Pet Shop Cast. On our website, you can find links to our merch store and Patreon page, which helps support all of the Ghostlight Media shows and all of the amazing people who create them. Speaking of which, thank you to our patrons, Xander, Carlin, and Connor for your continued support. We'd like to thank Nicole Tuttle Rob for making our theme song. You can find Nicole on Twitter at Nicole Voice and on the Silent Secrets as part of Ghostlight Media. We'd also like to thank our friend Rin for forcing the ads here on the show. You can find Rin on Twitter at Rin underscore Moran and on the Imprinted Echoes podcast, also part of Ghostlight Media. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Until then, check yes, Julia. That was the last bit of the episode. Okay, bye. (laughs) This has been a Ghostlight Media production.